Welcome back to the Bless Up podcast. My name is Maureen and I'm here to dust off any negative vibes and keep you inspired on your journey of growth in mind, body and soul. With each episode, I'm going to be sharing some incredible insights to help you live well and thrive with joy and purpose. So hit that subscribe button and get ready to bless up. I am so excited about today's episode because for the first time ever, we have a guest here on the Bless Up podcast and it's my wonderful friend all the way from Auckland, New Zealand, Sheetal. Now Sheetal's not only a chiropractor, but she's also a yoga teacher. And in today's episode, we discuss what exactly a chiropractor does, how to maintain amazing posture and how posture can really affect your mind. We talk about the powerful benefits of yoga, as well as maintaining social media boundaries and how to deal with triggers in life and much much more. Sheetal has this amazing mindset that I think we can all learn from and I can't wait for you to hear this episode. Let me just apologize for the sound quality. I'm still learning and we're still trying to figure out this whole podcasting and editing thing Um, but I still hope that you really enjoy it. Firstly, I'm so excited to have you on the Bless Up podcast. And like, I'm so grateful to be on you. And <laughs> last night I couldn't sleep at all because I was just so excited. Like, you know, when a kid is excited to go on holiday or they've got something really fun at school, that was that was me last night. Huge, I love that. <laughs> um, Shizel, tell us a bit about yourself. Me, okay. Uh, so my name is Sheeta, like you guys know. Um, I am a chiropractor and a yoga instructor professionally, but I generally probably call myself more of a holistic person. I'm really interested about the mind-body connection and just know so much that the body, it's not black and white. There's so much more you can do, experience, and make happen. And yeah. That's so cool. I just love the fact that you're a chiropractor and you're into this mind-body wellness. And I just, I know what an impact you're going to be making on your clients uh, every day. But one thing that I'm confused about is what exactly does a chiropractor do? It's not like cracking backs, is it? We need to know. Yeah, yeah. That is actually a funny thing that not so many people don't know. Um <clears throat> A chiropractor, there's different techniques, but the main goal that we do is making, our goal is to really make sure the brain and body, the communication system, the nervous system is actually functioning at its best. So some people, there's different models people follow. Um, the, one of the oldest models used to be around bones being out of place in the spine, but more research, recent research has shown that the muscles around the spine, if they aren't functioning at their best, they can affect how the brain is interacting with the body. So basically, it's about getting the body functioning at its best via the nervous system. So the brain, because every adjustment alters the brain. Now, coming to cracking, there's different techniques. So some techniques feel like you've just been lightly touched, where some techniques are cracking. So just depends on which practitioner you see some people just focus on the spine or some people will work on your gut your 
joints, everything. Um, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Because I literally like when I thought chiropractor, I I used to have this mate at um, uni. I used to. He's still my friend, Vince. But he'd come around and he'd grab us from the back and like try and crack our backs. Like, you know, when you feel the click. And she feels like shaking her head right now in dismay. <laughs> she looks horrified. Do not try this at home, kids. Do not. So what are your like, what are your tips for someone who is looking for better health in their spine and their nervous system? First of all, everyone should go get their spines checked um, because what we tell people is you just like um, when your tooth starts decaying, initially you don't know, you don't get any symptoms until it's rotten or or like if you're getting a heart attack, first it takes time and then when the actual heart attack happens, you don't, that's when you have all the symptoms, Mm. right? Same thing with the spine. Some people feel no problems until they actually get adjusted. Um, so just get your spinal spine sheets. Look after your posture, number two. Oh, um, yeah, that's a big one for me. No, I love that you said that it takes, it kind of builds over time. And so you need to have the awareness early on so you can keep yourself and your, your body in check. And sorry, I interrupted you, but I am huge on posture this year. Like one of my goals for 2021 is to really work on my posture and sometimes I'll be at work and I'm like slumped around and just like in the chair just you know so I really try and align my head and my shoulders and my spine is that what you're meant to do can you give us some tips on how to get better posture everyone just understand why posture is important I remember how I talked about as chiropractors we work on the brain and body connection your brain sends signals down through your spine, uh, all the muscles, all the nerves, both of them, through the spine or around the spine to each and every muscle and organ, your hands, everything. So now if you think about you being slumped, you're just really making the communication harder. And people go, well, what does that matter? That doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter to me. With adjustment, people's performance, people's balance, people's focus or for different people, different things improve. So now I'm going to get everyone to do an exercise who is listening. If you could just slump really forward, curl your back and take a deep breath in for me. I feel as like deep a, as you can. I feel like a cat, like curling over. <laughs> like so take a deep yeah, breath in. Curling in and out. And then sit up nice and straight and then take a deep breath in. Let's just go through this little part and then take a nice deep breath in and out. And then fo- notice how that feels different when you were crunched forward it was harder to breathe in to the maximum that you can when you're sitting up now Absolutely. imagine everything else your focus your digestive everything oh my um, god so a little exercise i give to my clients at home is whatever you're doing maybe set an alarm every hour because it's so easy to get into a really bad posture over time yes. just from muscle fatigue get up if you want you can get up and walk around um and then, and a lot of you know, personal growth experts also say you should take breaks. So that's a great way to do that as well. And then, secondly, every hour is just a reminder to reset your posture, regardless if you're at work, if you're just watching a movie, whatever you are doing. So, a great tip for that: roll the shoulders up, mm-hmm. back, and then just let it relax. Yeah. So not pushing it back. Because what I see, imagine this: um, little kids, when you tell them to sit up, they push their chest out, arch their lower back, 
Oh. And that's not only kids, adults do that too when you time to sit up. So try not to arch your lower back too much because that's just going to create a lot of pressure. So wow. take your in a bit. Yeah, because you don't want to put too much pressure on your lower back as well. So yeah. what were you just saying? Tuck your chin in. Tuck your chin in a little bit and then relax. So not too much that so you can't really talk, but just a tiny bit tuck it in because what we end up doing is having our head so forward because of the technique or if you're reading or if you're just watching TV, sometimes we end up doing that. And if you're standing, notice that if you stand for too long, you might end up slanting on one side or you actually drop your belly forward. So wow. engage the floor. So little tips there. Thank Good you question. so much. I think that's going to be so useful. And I'm going to have to get you to film this so we can put it on um, Instagram for everyone to see. And we can all sort out our posture because I think I actually have done this. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that on your Instagram. I'm going to share it as soon as we get off. But um, yeah. it's it's not just about your keeping your spine healthy it's a so great for your mind as well if you're kind of slumped over you kind of have this you get into a completely different mindset when you're standing tall and kind of power posing you know do you feel that yes I was going to talk about that eventually forgot then when I started talking um that your posture actually when I said I was interested in mind body is because I'm seeing all this connection so how you feel can affect how your body functions or mm. vice versa. If you just have so much food to digest, then your mind feels a bit sluggish. So both affect each other. And so if you think about movies like American kid movies where kids are getting bullied, they'll have their shoulders rounded and the bullies walk around straight. One of my favorite stories is of a child who was very anxious, who couldn't talk much, who'd stutter a lot. He was very curled in on the back as soon as he sat down, just biggest humpback. As we started improving his posture, he became a much more brighter kid, much more confident. People were like, who was this guy? So your posture and your attitude actually has a great relationship. Yeah, (laughs) there's a beautiful connection with that. And I actually heard, I think it was Matthew Hussey talking about how if you want to make an impact at work with the people around you, you need to have amazing posture because people are going to take you so much more seriously and want to interact with you so much more if you have an opening and welcoming posture. Okay, so... I know that you recently completed your yoga teacher training course. And that yes. makes me so happy because I know that last year during lockdown, when all of this was kicking off, you were kind of going through that training process. Now, tell us what actually inspired you to undertake this because it's not a small feat. It takes a lot of effort and time to complete your yoga training. Yeah. So actually, this goes back to when I was a little kid. Um, I was. My dad's always been quite a holistic person in terms of health. Um, like he'd be seeing Ayurvedic practitioners, um, like a lot of different things. And I, he would tell us these things and to do yoga. And I'd just sit there, laugh at the videos that he should tell us to do. Um, he'd tell us to not eat lollies. And I'm like, you're weird. I just want to live life. Sorry, don't eat lollies. Just just pause on that for a second. Oh, like when I was a little kid, maybe putting a pause to how much I ate. Let's say that. And yeah, so just thought it was weird that dad wanted me to do yoga. But I think that has really impacted me because he, I've seen him do it. And 
as I grew older, I think when I got into chiropractic college, um, I had friends who would do yoga who talk about the benefits. And chiropractic college is not just very um, science or medical based. There's also people who have, like we, I don't know if you guys have heard of Bruce Lipton. He's quite big. He's done, he used to be a microbiologist, but now he's like learned more about epidemiology. So there's a lot of these people who talk about mind-body spirit connection. And so from that, I began to understand more about yoga as well for that. And I was like, yeah, I want to become a yoga instructor. And I used to think about going to some other place out of New Zealand um, to do it. And then lockdown happened. I saw a online school. And at that time, they were the only one that was approved by Yoga Alliance. And I was like, well, what be a time to do this? I've always wanted to become a yoga teacher to kind of also have what's the word I'm looking for to be able to tell people also in practice when I'm like okay do these stretches it's good for this but to have the certification to also be able to be like yeah I know what I'm talking about as well yeah (laughs) yeah rather than just be like this is what you need to do and then don't really have my backup so yeah I love that I love how during lockdown you really some people might see that as a hindrance and a block but you really saw that as an opportunity to take take a passion that you're something that you're interested in and really go and flow with it Um, and I think that's amazing and in the process and tell us how many hours you had to do for this yoga training because isn't it something crazy like 100 hours so it's it's what a 200 hour wow the one I did was 200 hour yoga teacher training um which and if done intensively, if you fly out to a special yoga school or an ashram or something, I think in some places they wake up at four in the morning and it takes two weeks or three weeks depending on how intensive they pack it up. But because it was online, you, I was at home. It took a bit longer. I had that little feeling that I should be helping out with stuff at home or if my sisters were studying because I am the oldest. So then I had that feeling like I should probably help them out with um, their studies. So it ended up taking me a few months, but um, I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And I just, I love that determination and perseverance that it took for you to complete it. Because a lot of the time we start things with like loads of enthusiasm and then slowly we see ourselves dwindling because we just can't find that that motivation or that why or that sense of purpose to complete something. But you were able to do that. And I just think that's fantastic. And you were telling me last week how you've even looking to do like yoga classes in your practice and how that's going to help grow the the clinic as well. And I kind of had a similar experience to you when I was really a lot younger. I think I was eight years old and I was just so excited by the concept of yoga. I don't know how as an eight-year-old I was excited by yoga. (laughs) I really, really wanted to get into it. And for years and years and years, I was trying to kind of find my flow and get into yoga but I to be honest with you for years I would do like a half hour session and I think this is so slow and I can't do it and it's so why are people obsessed with this it's so boring but then suddenly I started doing it more consistently and I really found this switch and this change within myself where now I absolutely love it I just find that it really calms me and um, helps me to de-stress. And I feel really great just moving with my breath. Have you found that as well? Can you talk a bit about that? Um, back in high school, when I started, that was actually when I started doing yoga. 
I, I think I would do sun salutations because dad said, okay. <laughs> and I do, I think, 12 of them every morning. And from having irregular periods, I started having regular periods. And I was like, oh, there's something in this. There's something powerful. So then I, I became really passionate about the fact that everyone thinks yoga is just poses. But I was like, no, there's, some, there's a lot more than just doing stretches and poses. But when I went to yoga classes, I was like, this is so slow, so boring. But when I studied yoga, I realized there's so much more. So yes, it definitely helps calm your mind, helps become more concentrated because of the whole idea with the mind and body directly related. If your body's flexible, mind, what I say, by the way, when I say flexible, I'm saying not the typical what people think you should be flexible to do yoga. I mean, to become flexible through your mind as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. You don't have to be super flexible in the body, but if you're stiff in your body, your mind also feels blocked. So vice versa, that's when I'm more flexible. So that also happens. And you just find so much things like my periods became normal. My run longer, by the way, because I love, I love running. So my running, the breathing during running improved. Yeah, so many things actually improve if you take that dedication to make sure you do your yoga practice. There's so many different ways to practice yoga. You don't have to do it slow. Um, you don't have to you can make a little workout. But then I've also learned from my yoga course that yoga is not just those poses you do on the map. It's also, it could be meditation. It could be, it's a lot of mindfulness as well yeah. um, in terms of, like we both love Jay Shetty, right? So yeah, how Jay Shetty talks about serving people that's also under yoga like ser- serving is a type of yoga there's so many different things I was like wow there's yoga is not just one thing it's just, it's just one part it, of it it's really encompasses well this whole idea of mind body soul living and you yes. kind of in yoga you move with the breath and in life if we move with the breath we can just find so much more peace and calm and I just love that I love your page. I love your Instagram page. And the handle is shine with Sheetal. I just think everyone should follow you because you're so positive. You're so like bright and optimistic and just such a loving person. And I just love how real you are. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on um, Instagram as a social media platform and, and what you think of it, because you post every day pretty much about you know, you do your morning motivations and you are trying to get spread just amazing energy. I love that. But what do you think of Instagram as a platform? I think it's actually a great way to meet people like you, people that you connect with. I think it really depends on what you follow, to be honest. Yes, it affects the way you think, but that's the same as people you grew up with. You know how they say you are... um, the five people you hang around with or something oh yeah like that. I totally subscribe to that thinking yeah so yes it can be a harmful place to be because if you're following people who love to show how skinny they are by not being real or how perfect the life is of course you'll see and I, and I think with, with the whole being perfect with the life let's take that to people aren't going to show you people don't want to be made don't want to make you depressed so they're not going to show you that stuff so if you're following the right people if you are connecting with people like Maureen who's so full of energy um 
it's a great place to learn, connect, and inspire. That's what I think. Absolutely. I think we can use everything in life as just a tool, right? Exactly. I think if you use Instagram and social media as a tool for you to connect with your friends, connect with people that you would never, ever meet. Like you and I, we connected on Instagram and we have so many of the similar kind of mindsets and you inspire me so much. If you use it as a place to learn and you keep boundaries for yourself. You know, sometimes I found that if I'm not careful, if I'm not conscious about it, Hours can go and I have been scrolling. (laughs) Hours. I'm not joking. Hours. And that's why I've really had to take a step back from social media. Like I try not to go on there all the time. I just set myself a short amount of time each day and really set boundaries. Because if you don't, you're going to end up living life through a screen rather than real life out and around you. If you allow your time, allow yourself time, Put that in your schedule as well. This is the time we're going to be on Instagram. Allow yourself to be on that and then go and scroll on it, connect with people. You'll find it probably a healthier relationship. Also, I wanted to say, yes, while it can be a good thing, as with anything, there's also the other side. Mm. So make sure you don't get caught up on what other people are showing and don't get caught up in what you think other people might think of you. I love to, my idea of that page, but okay, the idea around the name Shine and Shidol, I was looking for something that started with S because Shidol. So yeah, I love a bit and of then, alliteration too. <laughs> yeah. And then I realized since the time I've really gone into wellness, I used to, and at that time I had no idea around people that people would talk about light and everything. I used to just be like, man, we should, there's some light that we should just really shine from that we will have and we just need to be able to shine out of ourselves. I used to just talk about the concept, but I really didn't know how to put that into words. I just talk about lights and shining bright. So I think I use that name, Shine and Shido, just to really show people that your mind is so powerful. What you think is what's going to happen. And that's what I use my platform for. I just love that. I literally, that's amazing. And I just think that's a beautiful intent and purpose for you being on Instagram. And I think for a lot of people, they can find it you know, there's a yin and yang to everything. And I know people who find it quite a stressful place because they think, oh, if I post this, what are people going to think? How many likes am I going to get? And actually that can be quite a toxic mindset because you really should just be living your life for you. And the people who are going to support you are going to support you. And that's just how the cookie crumbles, right? so positive and I just I love that about you how do you stay positive and um overcome like difficult moments in life love this because it flows on what I wanted to add into yours um even regards to are people going to like what I'm like posting let's understand everyone's human and everyone doesn't like everything mm-hmm. so that's kind of the concept or something I've begun to understand since I was around 15, 14 years old, um, I started realizing, and I gave a lot of reference to my granddad for teaching me that when I was younger as well. I'd always say, stop, don't hate people, don't say they're ugly because everyone is human. So with evolving that thought, began to realize if everyone doesn't like you or if someone's angry, we all have ups and downs. Um, and then, of course, understand, the more I researched and studied about the body, I realized 
what is anger? A lot of the times our emotions are, okay, emotions are chemicals, hormones in our body, and they are also always affected by what's going on inside your body. And a lot of the time, what people say to you doesn't, isn't really about you, but about them. Absolutely. I think we were talking about this last week, how sometimes people can say things and it can trigger us. And you think, why have they said that to me? That's just so rude. Or, you know, what are they even talking about? But actually, if you think about it, the only reason that it's triggered you is because of something within yourself that you haven't worked through yet, or you are yet to work through. Um, Yeah. I mean, I, I was telling you a story last week, how at work, um, I'm on a committee and I organize like events for the, the doctors in the hospital. And someone came up to me and was like, you know, the events this year just aren't that great. And I remember I went home and I was ranting to my housemate, Kajal about. I was like, I can't believe she said that to me. Like, what's going on? And actually it was just the reason it triggered me because I was having those thoughts to begin with. And I was feeling like, you know, we could take it in a better direction and do more for the committee and the society. Um, and it was nothing really to do with her and what she'd said. So that that was something that I've, I've been thinking about recently, how we can get triggered, but really it's more about what's within us rather than what they've done. Yeah, and that's exactly what I do. I If I get triggered, usually I found myself mostly getting triggered only by my parents. So, mm-hmm. um, so not only, mostly by my parents. So if it's Sorry, it's amazing how your family know how to push your buttons the most or not that they know how to push your buttons the most, they just push your buttons the most because they're the closest to you and you can, um, I think we let our guard down the most with our family. I think it's also because I care so much and I I shouldn't, but I care about what they think as well and I want to keep them happy. So then that in, ends up impacting what they say. And sometimes I've worked a lot of this and now I know a lot of the things they say is not always true about myself but also a reflection of if they're stressed or something. So what I do is if I do get upset, I go away, maybe talk it with my sister, or I will just have a think about um, talking to someone is really me processing what's going on and be like, okay, this is how I feel, but it's okay because I know that what they said about me isn't true. I'm not, I'm not that, but this is just them being stressed. And if it does impact me, um, recently, I did notice myself always feeling vulnerable or victimized. It was for I went on for two weeks. I felt very victimized around my dad. And then I talked to my friend about this. And then she's it was funny as soon as I talked to her about this. She she's a chiropractor as well. She adjusted me. I went home and then she asked me a week later. She's like, "How's it been?" And I'm like, "Actually, it hasn't been happening." Mm-hmm. So what she told me was, once you are able to process things, you might notice that problem is no longer there yeah. um, and she told me this about another speaker she heard of who would tell her audience that um, she'd be annoyed about her children she'd go away process it and her children no longer do those annoying activities so I just kind of go away process it think about why and does it really affect me no it doesn't it's amazing how much of life is in our minds and what we construct yeah how if we're able to change our perspective and our mindset and view of life, things just seem so much more green. And when you look for the good, you find the good. And if you look for the bad, you're going to find more bad. So why would we do that? You know? Yes. And I remember once hearing Sadhguru talk about 
you know, a, a man could live in a palace, but still be so unhappy. And someone could be living in like a dirt hut, but be the happiest man alive because of his mindset and how he's constructed his thinking and perspective on the world, which I just think is amazing. And it's a tool that we can all use and all harness, no matter how old we are, how young we are, you know, where we're from, what background we've grown up in. We can all do that because we all have the power to think. So we're just coming up towards the end. And I wasn't planning on asking you this, but I I wanted to ask you, what does bless up mean to you? Bless up to me means, to be honest, it goes back to your mind again, feeling like you are content, feeling like you are able to see the good. When I was going to see feel achieved, I feel like you're able to achieve things, but because you feel like you are good enough to do those things, because the only time you actually get success is if you see something successful in your life. So yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. It's like if if something happens to you and you think of it as an absolute failure and this is a blip and how could that have gone wrong? But actually, if you look at it as a stepping stone towards where you want to be, and actually it's part of you getting towards success, you're going to have such more, so much more of a, of a good feeling to whatever it is that you're going through. And you'll be so much more at peace with that. Yeah. I love that. Exactly. Um, Sheetal, I, I have loved this conversation with you. It literally has like lit the fire within me. And I want you back on the podcast <laughs> soon. But before we wrap up, is there anything that you, like a message that you want to tell the Bless Up listeners? People, trust me when I say there's nothing that you can't do with your body. If Think about all those times you've heard those stories of people about to die because they have cancer or something and then they're able to turn things around, to find a solution and they end up living another 10, 20 years. So that's just one example. There's nothing you can't achieve. Everything's in your mind. If you are solution-oriented, it's going to happen. If you think positive people are naive, well, let's just say everything is a mask. Go achieve whatever you want. Look after your health, look after yourself, and look, you'll be able to serve the world as well. Amazing. Health is wealth, and let's be part of the solution and not the problem in our lives. I love that. Thank you so much, Sheetal. And I hope you have the most amazing day. To everyone who's listening, hit that rate button. Give us a rate. Give us a review. Head on over to Instagram where you can connect with Sheetal. She's amazing. And she literally posts so much fun, positive stuff every day that is going to brighten up your life. And um, we'll catch you next time here on the Bless Up Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.